The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Welcome to this episode of Pit Life Barbecue. Gather around the pit with your hosts, Johnny Mags and Greg the Barbecue Broker DiGiorgio. Let's talk barbecue. Let's talk barbecue. Don't you ever interrupt me again. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Coming to you live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe in Salem, New Hampshire. It's the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast, where we talk everything barbecue and a lot of other topics that you normally talk around a pit. As always, I'm joined by the barbecue broker. Uh, my dude. How the hell are you? Ever get in my face that close again and not give me a kiss, we're going to have issues. Love you. What's up? What's not up? The temperature is finally, finally gorgeous out there. New England day today. Oh, 80 little... Little hint of just over. a hint of a breeze too. Perfect, perfect, just slightly. Perfect. Yeah, how's your week? Good. Oh yeah. No. Oh yeah. Busy. Oh yeah. <laughs> Busy so far. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, I ain't passing out and shit, but we have to really go there, <laughs> dude. It's low hanging fruit. We've been breaking my stones over my knees for how long now? A year. Right. You face planting your neighbor's yard, and I can't say a word about it. So I fainted and went to the ER this past week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened there. They say I was dehydrated, um, low potassium, and uh, I don't know what the hell happened. I just got lightheaded and fell against a house and fell on the ground. And I think I didn't crack my head open like someone else I know. <laughs> see, see, it all comes back. So yeah, so me giving a little jab, all fair, brother. All no, but uh, I'm, I'm feeling much better. Um, they gave me some liquids and a potassium pill, and they said, get the hell out of here. There's a guy with his arm hanging off. I was like, all right. See nice. ya. See you later, boy. Yeah. But, I uh, see. What's up, Daddy? What's Dutch? up, Gray? Yeah, Ryan, what's happening? Gray. Who else we got? Who else we got? Who else we got? Kent? Where are you, Kent? Is Kent's even here? Oh, yeah. He's there. He's Kent, you're late. No, he's not. Kent's there. There he is. Greg what's up, too dude? Too many vitamins. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's been a freaking slamming week. We fed 120 construction workers last week on site for the new Cambria Hotel in Somerville. We did a brewery pop up on Sunday at Lops Brewery in Rhode Island, Woonsocket, Rhode Island. We got this Thursday's pop up at the Elks, the 100 pre solds. And then we have that women's tackle football game, the Renegades, mm-hmm. Saturday, which. Apparently now went from 200 to 300 people, and we're the exclusive food vendor. Wow. How you doing? Let's go. Let's go. Randy, what's up? Uncle Steve. Oh, Uncle Stevie, what's up, my man? Oh, speaking of Uncle Steve. Today's Uh-oh. show is, who's today brought to you by? Oh, a couple different people. We have some, some new show. <laughs> First today's show you're, is You're actually going to have to do work today. We're doing some work. Today's show brought to you by who else other than Uncle Steve Shake. Have you ever stopped to wonder why every time your neighbor lights up, people are lining up just to get into his yard, but when you light up, nobody's coming. The simple answer to that question is your neighbor's using Uncle Steve's shakes, so are we. Don't shake my shake. And you're apparently not, which means one thing. You better get you some right now. Uncle Steve's shake is handmade, uses only the finest ingredients, comes in now like 12 amazing flavors. 11. 11. Smoke bomb, the new smoke bomb, the new South Texas red, and the South newly newly named pig sha- uh, pig cow and bird shakes. Mm-hmm. If you could eat it, Uncle Steve has a shake for it. And if any shake questions, Uncle Steve has fantastic customer service. He'll walk you through all your shake needs, which is Uncle Steve because he'll answer the phone when you call him. It's time to take your backyard game to that next level. Uncle Steve shake, shake some on everything. UncleSteveShake.com. Check them out. And this show also brought to you by. Mike C. No, it's not brought to you by Mike <laughs> C. But Mike C. Yes, he is. Uh, two guys smoke shop and two teleprompters guys right there. Dog. Don't look at me. The teleprompter's right there. Put your finger in here. Go ahead. Whether we're barbecuing or not, we always keep the smoke rolling. Thanks to our friends at twoguyscigars.com. Today we are smoking the, the Flor de Lorraine. What a professional you, said you that are. Like that. Said that I was, I was really like, my teleprompter wouldn't let me type it in. I'm really like, will he get it? I know what we're doing. You really said, said that well. I'll get on with it. Thanks that. to our friends at twoguyscigars.com. We get to smoke some of the best cigars in the world, and so can you. 
Just visit twoguyscigars.com for your perfect <coughs> barbecue companion. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. And also, Ooh. we have a new sponsor. Proud to welcome to the show, Backline Smokers out of Austin, Texas. These guys are one of the premier pit builders in What's Central Texas. What's this guy's stuff? What? These guys. I said, this guy. You know, you said these guys. Forget that these last line. Guys. This guy Get is the premier. Shut your mouth. And stop Don't interrupting me. Look it. If you're looking for an unbelievable pit, Ryan Newland of Backline Smokers builds some of the most unbelievable one-off smokers and live fire contraptions. Are you <laughs> trying to? He's making live fire. He builds some of Thank the you. best custom offset smokers and live fire pits. He's got the multi-tool, which you can roast pigs on. you got a Santa Maria grill on there. I know our guest might want a multi-tool, so we'll have to hook him, him up mm-hmm. with Ryan. But no two pits are the same when you order from Backline Smokers. Every dime laid on these smokers, every weld is touched and done by Ryan Newland. You just don't get that with a lot of the other pit builders out there. The possibilities are seriously endless with Backline. So check him out, Ryan Newland at Backline Smokers. And yours truly knows from experience because I own a 500-gallon from Ryan, and I absolutely love it. And by the way, putting some serious miles on that thing, yes? Am I not? Oh, we all know you own one. You've, you've told it once or twice. Well, I just want to remind you all, so now you know again. <laughs> anyway, check them out, guys. We're proud to have Ryan on board, and, um, and that's all I got. Dutch, as soon as I get the funds. Billsy, what's up? Tommy Wilkinson. So that's it. Backline. Backline. Steve, two guys. We good. We getting there. We getting there. Let's roll now. Who do we have on the show today? Because I am super excited. You so you're so excited. Please I, do I just, the honors, my friend. I've been following this dude for a long time on Instagram. Yep. It's been an inspiration to myself. His food is amazing. His video editing skills are just as good as his brisket. I think we'll have to find out. But welcome to the show today. Adam McKenzie of This Jew Can Cue and the author of the newly released book, Weekend Smoking on Your Traeger and Other Pellet Grills. Welcome, Adam. What's up, brother? Thanks so much for having me. How's it going? Dude, it's going. And we are excited to have you. Oh, for sure. Oh, man. Thanks for carving out time to be here. We know you're a busy dude. You're a full-time teacher, right? So you got the kids during the day. You guys back to back to in person yet or what? Yeah, we've been in person pretty much most of the year. <laughs> Good. So. Good. We're all messed up over here, so we do things backwards here in, in the Boston, <laughs> New England area. <laughs> That's why I got the hell out. <laughs> sort of. I'm still in New England. But, but you're out of Mass Holyville. Yeah. yeah. But uh, welcome to the show, brother. We're super stoked to have you. Oh. So, Adam, like you said, we've been following you for quite a while, oh, and yeah. you've got... Quite the following, so you know, a mere hundred thousand plus. Yes, you know, just a small hundred k. You know, not couple so, few. You know, just no, a, no big deal. It's a one and a couple you know. zeros. You know, <laughs> k and be so after it. After that, for anybody who might not know you, you know, who is Adam McKenzie? Mm-hmm. How did your grill, your grilling and barbecue passion start? And what led to, you know, your page, This Juke and Q? And then we'll, after that, we'll get into what made you want to do one of these bad boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds good. Yes, I mean, I remember growing up and my dad, you know, cooking on an old Brinkman and just, you know, with cooking, you know, chicken and sausage. And I just really remember those flavors and just really wanting to reproduce that and cook that. And, um, you know, and I never really got into grilling until much later on when my wife and I moved into our house um we got a Traeger and then we just kind of went from there you know kind of got rid of the propane grill and then just kind of started experimenting with food started you know trying to cook ribs and trying to cook brisket you know ruining a lot of good meat obviously along the process you have to yeah you have to learn part of it those first steaks and stuff definitely did not turn out as delicious as some of the current ones do um, and then kind of as a joke, one day, my wife's like, you know, I'm tired of seeing your pictures. 
Um, you should start an Instagram page and call it This Jew Can Kill. So I, start, I started an Instagram page and, you know, I was having, you know, a little bit of success. You know, it's fun to kind of see what people are cooking and stuff. And one day I posted a tri-tip video. I was around um, 500 followers and I was like, it'd be cool if this video gets like a thousand views. It'd be pretty cool, you know, to see that. And it ended up getting like 25,000 views. And I was like, oh, well, people really like, you know, watching steak being sliced. Maybe I'm onto something. So I decided to, you know, kind of go with more videos and Steak Slicing Saturday was born and then just has rolled on from there, you know, just trying to cook everything, you know, cook on my grill six to seven nights a week and <laughs> um, always expanding and trying new things. And it's just such an awesome community. That's what I just really love about Instagram. There's just so much inspiration out there. There's so many amazing cooks out there. There's just so much talent. It's just such a great um, pool of people. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, yeah, dude, that, um, 100%, I mean, it's the barbecue community as a whole is just amazing. And then you got the, the just different community that you have on like an Instagram versus Facebook. I mean, it's, Instagram is today's branding platform, I think for any, most businesses, you know what I mean? And, and, and yeah. just to get your brand out there and, and when did you start your Instagram page? I mean, you have 2013. Oh, you have over 2,000 followers. 200,000. That's what I meant, 200,000. Sorry. <laughs> um, Quite a few. It's pretty crazy to think Dude, wow. When did you start this exactly? What year did you start this? Um, it was March of 2017. Wow. And everyone yeah. said, and that was even after they say they changed the algorithms to make it harder to 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 grow because if you I started this Instagram page back in 2012 I probably didn't post on it until like 2018 and you started in 17 and you've grown exponentially in less than yeah. three years or three yeah, years just or so got, just got lucky you know had a few big hits and wow. kind of got in on a golden wave with some other people and yes kind of quick which is awesome amazing I think that's absolutely amazing and you got a new logo going on there too how long have you had that. Um, so when I had the, my Spiceology line, when I work, I work with Spiceology, when they, when my rubs came out, they uh, made me a new logo. Uh, and so we did the pig. Um, that's Albert Swinstein. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you got, you got to have the pig, you know, definitely, you know, being Jewish, you know, that's, I still get questions, you know, they're like, don't you keep kosher? It's like, no, I don't keep kosher. Um, okay. There we go. I was going to ask you about we, that. We, we did. We had, we had, we had one from, um, a question from, uh, or actually, it came in early this morning from uh, Kent from Daddy Dutch Barbecue on the whole p- the pork thing. And if you had ever tried uh, beef bacon, Ooh. or ever heard of beef bacon, I've I've tried beef bacon, and yeah, it's kind of almost disrespectful to real bacon. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't beat real bacon. No, you can't. You can't. <laughs> My wife is like a turkey bacon buyer. I'm like, don't just don't waste your money. I, I'm mm. not going to eat it. Can I have that real bacon? Turkey bacon is like rubber. Buy turkey and I'll put bacon on a turkey. It's like it's rubber and tofu mixed together in thin slices. So, so you actually, actually, you said you you said something that you know, we'll jump right into one of the questions. The the spiceology line. Mm-hmm. You know, how did that come about with you? That's exciting. Um, so, I mean, when I started barbecuing, you know, I was kind of, you know, making my own rubs and kind of tweaking them and kind of um, doing my own thing with them and trying to, you know, make, you know, different rubs for ribs and, you know, trying to get, make them a little sweeter and then figuring out what I wanted with steak rubs. And then I realized there's so many good rub companies out there. Um, you know, there's, why waste my time when there's so much good stuff already mm-hmm. out there on the market? Um, I mean, it's fun and it's great, but why reinvent the wheel when it's already there? Um, so Spiceology approached me with, um, the idea to come out with my own rub line. And we kind of went through what kind of rubs I wanted. I wanted a really good rub for steak. So garlic junkie and now coffee junkie. Yes. And then um, smoke junkie, which was double smoke. You know, I just wanted something that gave pork a really great color, um, gives chicken a really good color, you know, so when you're cooking that and it's cooking, it really stands out. And yep. you know, it just has a really good barbecue flavor. And then brunch junkie is um, formerly spicy bloody Mary. And, um, that's just kind of, I just wanted something unique, something different that's not really out there too much and just kind of makes you stop and go, hmm, what's that? And kind of 
gets you thinking differently with cooking, you know, definitely you can use it on ribs and fish and steak. I mean, you can use it on anything and it's, it's just fun. It's basically a bloody Mary, um, as a rub. <laughs> oh, oh, now you talk. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's music <laughs> to my wife's ear. Oh, I love bloody Mary. Loves a good bloody. I love bloody Mary. C-Mac brought us a couple of canned bloodies over when we did some con- the brisket and pulled pork comp last week and it was just delicious at 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> it's good. Some of that rub will go nice in there. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yum, yum. Well, that's the best way to start. You can't drink all day unless you start in the morning. Unbelievable. That's Just awesome. Saying. Just saying. So you live in Denver, is it? Yep, live in Denver. The Mile High City. Yeah. How, how does that affect your pellet grill when you smoke, or does it? Um, I mean, it does affect cooking a little bit just because, you know, cooking at a mile high, you know, basically. I mean, it's things are going to cook at different temps. You know, you're not going to necessarily get um, pork shoulders and briskets to the same temp as you would at sea level. Really? Um, so explain yeah, that. Cool. Explain that a little bit. So, so okay, I'm in the Northeast or whatever. I don't know if it differs from where I am or other places, but you're taking it up to a certain degree. So how does it differ being in the Mile High Club? Um, well, I mean, Denver's just awesome. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but how, does, how do the, your, your cooking temps vary? Like being, um, being so at I mean, that altitude. Things, things are going to take a little bit longer. Okay. Um, they're going to take a little bit longer. Um, you know, you're not going to get to that same temperature, you know, where some people, there were some barbecue competitions here where, um, you know, people were trying to get their pork shoulders to 204. And, you know, at certain altitudes in Colorado, you're just not going to get there. It's just, wow, okay. you know, you're going to be spending all day trying to get to that. You know, it's just going to be a few degrees lower. So, you know, it definitely helps, you know, you kind of, go more by feel and kind of get used to that. You know, you use the temperature to kind of gauge you there, but really helps you kind of um, dial in, you know, how does that brisket feel? How do those ribs feel a little bit faster? Because that's really going to tell you when they're done. Yeah. Thin air really would affect, (laughs) it affects things apparently. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I never would have thought, I knew, I I figured it had to affect, affect it somewhere, some way, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So Adam, why um why the uh the the, the trigger or, or a pellet line for that matter rather than you know the traditional stick burner or anything like that? Um I mean, you know, I've I've used pretty much them all. I had a big green egg back in the day, I've used the propane gr- grills, I had like a Brinkman. Mm-hmm. Um I just what drew me into Traeger was first the community is amazing. It's just such a great community of people. Um, just that extension of the barbecue community being awesome. And plus, um, being a teacher and being busy and also have twins on the way. Um, Congratulations. Congratulations. All right. I'm, a, I'm a twin dad as well. Good stuff. <laughs> um, the pellet grill, you know, it um, it just provides, you know, that much more ease and comfort. You know, I can get that fired up when I get off work and I know I'm going to get great results. Um, you know, I don't have to worry about that live fire too much. And so for me right now, it just fits my lifestyle perfectly. And yeah. Family and friends are loving the food, so why stop? Hey, <laughs> hands down, right there. <laughs> it is. Do you? I mean, do you ever? Um, you know, convenience of of um, put like a pork butt in before you go to school in the morning. Oh, come home after school and it's done or being held for you. Ever is that you cook a lot like that, or do you? Um, I've done it a few times. Yeah, okay. it's nice because, you know, just put in the thermometer I'm, and I only work about a mile from school so I can check the temperature, you know, on the Traeger app or on yep. the ThermaWorks app and just kind of monitor it from there. And, um, you know, it's nice. It's just that's cool. don't have to don't have to worry about the fire going out. I know it's going to going to do its thing and hold that temp and um, be ready to eat when I get home. Oh, absolutely. That's and that's where that's where, you know, something like a pellet really comes in handy. Oh, yeah. I mean. People give them a bad. We say people give them a bad rap. They call them easy bake ovens, this and that. I have as well. I've called them easy bake ovens. But I'm learning. I'm, I'm I'm evolving, and I feel that every type of grill, every type of smoker, does have its place. Just oh, like, oh, abs, abs, absolutely. Just, and we 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 hit on that earlier this year at the beginning yeah. of the year when we had David Bosker on. Exactly. You know, American Royal and Jack. You know. He's all pellet. on all pellets, you know. You get that guy pellet envy too. Yep, yep. The Rod, guy, Rob Gray. Yep, Rob Gray. Get the uh, the green gloves he uses and everything. But yeah, it's it it it's definitely it has it has definitely taken you know the the barbecue world and the grilling world by storm for sure. I think especially in the past five years or so. Of definitely 
past five or six years, especially. You know, anybody who would normally be somewhat intimidated of, you know, the fire management and charcoal, you know. It's not for oh, everybody. No, it's definitely not. No. But like you said, the, the ease and the convenience of it, you know, especially nowadays, you know, we're all go, go, go constantly. You know, believe me, I'd love to get out of work and fire up the grills all the time. And, you know, it, oh, it's it would just work, not enough It would time. actually work really well for you. Oh, you're damn straight. You would get so much more. This poor bastard works six days a week delivering mail. And he soaks up his, his, his smoking really just on Sundays. Oh, yeah. His, like, meat, it's like meat Sundays for this guy. In his family, which ain't a bad thing. It's not. It's a, it's a great. It's something <laughs> to look forward like to. This is no, evil Adam. No, Adam. Tell him he's wrong. But I just here. want you to be able to to smoke more goddamn meats. Now oh, imagine if you could. Imagine if you could throw a brisket on, and you leave it like five in the morning. You come home ten hours later, and there it is. You come home and you open up your Traeger, and it's like gold just sitting there waiting for you. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Do you use a smoke tube or any additional smoking apparatuses in your in your uh, chamber when you're cooking? I don't use a smoke tube. I mean, I find, you know, the Traeger provides plenty of smoke. I mean, you know, there's always those arguments, you know, like, oh, this grill is better than this one and stuff. But I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it's I just want people cooking. I want people out there cooking briskets. I want people trying to cook ribs. I want people cooking, you know, and whatever you cook on is whatever you cook on. You know, I'm not going to get into that whole argument. You know, I mean, I think, you know, a Traeger puts out a lot of great smoke flavor. And I mean, I'd put my brisket up against anyone, you know, stick burner, big green egg, you know, I, I put it up against anyone. Do you have any other grills besides the pellets besides your Traeger? Do you have any other Uh, pellets or any other, like a Weber, you know, kettle or any, anything else that you, you use? I'm all pellet grills. Oh, pellet. How many do you have? Um, I have seven, I think, now. That's it? You know. <laughs> That's it. And I'm assuming they're all Traeger? How many do you have? Or at least for the sake of this of this video of this podcast. How many do you have? Um, exactly. Hush. Okay. You count the Blackstone? No. I have no Traegers, but I, I have like Exactly. So hush. All right, I'm hushed. Sheesh. <laughs> wow, he is hushed. He's so mad. He gets so angry. I'm hungry. I'm, I'm angry. more surprised at how gentle Are you angry? Are you angry? <laughs> I would have brought you a friggin' couple oh, no. uh, wings from uh, across the street. <laughs> anyway, these chicken lollipop wings look phenomenal. I, speaking of those. I can't. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about what. There's so much in is. here. There's so much in yeah, here, yeah. Adam. Oh, my is, God. Chrissy, if you can throw that up. <laughs> yeah, for those that want Smoke. to. We're going to talk about Adam's. New book. Smoked oysters are in here. Weeknight smoking on your Traeger oh. and other pellet grills. Look at that cover. Like oh. anyone watching, if you're not watching, too bad Dude. for you. You're not drooling. That's but it. that we cover. Got sliced chicken breast, oh. wings, legs, the whole nine. Beautiful colors. Everything. Look at the the moisture on the board. Fantastic. Dude. Drooling. I want smoked oysters right now. Oh. So Adam. Beautiful. Come on. How did the book come about Mm -hmm. you know did you approach somebody did someone approach you how long was the process of getting everything together you know let's get down to the brass tacks about it brother yeah so i mean even a couple years ago when my page was getting big people were asking like are you gonna write a cookbook are you gonna write a cookbook i was like no i'm not gonna write a cookbook like why would i write a cookbook i'm not a trained chef i'm not you know, I don't think I'm myself as like a culinary expert or anything, you know, and, it, and also with recipes, it's hard because it's, there's only so many ways to cook a brisket, you know, and there's um, only so many ways to cook ribs and stuff. And so I was just like, you know, I, I have stuff that's unique and I've made stuff my own, but, you know, I didn't really think it was worthy of a book at the time. And then last um, April during uh, COVID, um, Page Street Publishing reached out to me and they're like, hey, do you want to write a cookbook? And at first I was like, well, maybe, you know, I guess I'll jump on a call and hear what you have to say. And they went through everything and it was, and it sounded great. You know, it's, you know, with COVID going on, there wasn't a whole lot to do. So it seemed like a pretty good time to do that. So my (laughs) wife was a huge help and we um, used some of the recipes we had on the blog, um, some recipes, um, you know, that we've been working on and just kind of came up with 75 recipes that were our own and kind of our own spin and just things that we like. And 
um, at first it was kind of more hot and fast cooking, you know, getting, um, cause people, when they start out, don't really want to spend 12 hours on a brisket. Agreed. They don't want to spend six hours on ribs. They want it quicker. You know, they want that three hour brisket. You want the four hour pork shoulder. Um, and then it slowly evolved into just weeknight smoking because why well, just smoke on a Saturday and Sunday? I mean, you can fire up a grill every day of the week. Um, you know, it doesn't always have to be a brisket. It doesn't always have to be ribs. You can cook awesome burgers. You can cook turkey breasts. You can cook Cornish game hens, you know, oysters. There's so much fun stuff mm. you can cook. So really just trying to expand the people and um, push people past, you know, because when what I find is a lot of people when they get a grill, it's just for one or two items, like when I started. And then you slowly find out you can cook so much more and just expand that love for people for cooking and get more people firing up their grill. Oh, for sure, for sure. And, you know, just start at the beginning here, you know, going through some of them. Um, you know, we come right off the first, the first of course, just because it, it, it's mag size. You got to look at this. Yeah. The, you know, the ultimate barbecue cheeseburger. You know, fantastic with the. By the way, the the right style onion rings, okay, not the shoestring bullshit that you get in some of these restaurants. <laughs> yeah. You got those thick ass O rings, which are super important. Yep. <laughs> super important. Yeah. I, I don't like shoestring onions. Homemade. Oh, they Come. call them onion strings. Oh, yeah, onion strings. Yeah. Shoestrings, onion strings. Eighty-six. Those things. Yeah. They suck. Rings, but or this, this is the right. The, the, those are those are the right ones right there. Mm-hmm. And then you got a you got a you got a um, Colorado style tri tip. Now everyone knows tri tips, California thing. How do you make it a Colorado? What do you? What's a Colorado style tri tip? Explain that. To um, me. Well, you know, I mean, when people think of tri tip, you know, they think of well, first they think it's a cheap cut, which which sadly it's not anymore. Exactly. Mm. Don't like that. And I always find it crazy too. People can't find tri tip. I have friends and. Chicago and North Carolina and Texas that like to not get tri-tip, which is a complete crock. And I think tri-tip should be everywhere in the U.S. because it's so amazing. It is. Um, But I mean, people think of tri-tip being cooked Santa Maria style over the raising and lowering it. And you're just cooking it and you get that kind of that traditional um, kind of cook with it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I kind of made it my own by doing more of a reverse sear with it. You know, that's just that Colorado spin, you know, where... Um, not really, it's not going to be over live fire. It's going to be a reverse sear um, to kind of get that perfect cook because it is that bigger cut, you know, and you don't want to cook it hot and fast. You know, I always hear that people are like, oh, I cooked a tri-tip hot and fast and it wasn't very good. It's like, yep. well, it's big. It's like if you cook a prime rib hot and fast, it's not going to turn out. So it's kind of the same with the tri-tip. Um, so yeah, just putting in my own spin on it, just, you know, that reverse sear. Um, it's probably one of the cuts I cook the most, you know, I just mm-hmm. 225 until it hits 120, sear 90 seconds aside and pull, pull it up, pull about one, 128, 130. Yeah. Right yeah, around there. Right around there. Yeah. And, uh, obviously a little secret of most people, a lot of people forget is that, that, uh, that grain changes about halfway up. You got to turn the steak yep. the other way. It's not cutting yeah, that from the that's side. That's always key is cutting it. And, cutting and, against the grain. And Instagram, if you post a video cutting tri-tip wrong, they the <laughs> Oh, the tri-tip community will let you know. Wow. I posted a, only probably a couple tri-tip videos, and one guy went out of his way to say, thank you for cutting it the correct way. And, one, and just don't forget the other guy who messaged you and tell you cut it wrong before you even cut it. He just knew you were going to screw it up. Who did? <laughs> It's a joke. Oh, I don't like your oh jokes today. Oh, my God. Someone's on edge. <laughs> I, yeah, one of my, Faith one of my went to the arts this week. Leave me alone. Just getting my bearings back. <laughs> one of my earlier videos, I cut it wrong, and I didn't realize until after I posted it. And, of course, like every com, every, every other comment was like, oh. cut it wrong. You cut, and it's like, I know. And then one of my friends, um, Derek, over the fire cooking, reposted it. And I was like, if you repost this, that's fine. But you're going to get tons of comments. And again, the same thing happened. Yeah. It's cut wrong. It's cut wrong. It's, cut, it's like, <laughs> I know I cut it wrong. Okay. I know. I know. And how you leave it up. You leave it up because you don't want to show, you got to show that, hey, even I make mistakes, you know? <laughs> and that's okay. You got to. You just have to. Let me ask you this because I haven't had a chance to run through your brisket. What is your preferred way to cook your brisket? Wrapping wise, when do you wrap it? You know, different things like that. Um, so the one in the cookbook is kind of the hotter and faster brisket. Um, so I do that when I'm definitely more crunched on time and okay. I, 
um, just kind of want to get a brisket and don't want to spend a lot of time doing it. Um, I usually cook a brisket quicker than most people. I like to start at 225. Okay. Um, and then I wrap right around 165, 170 when that bark is set nice and firm. You know, it's not rubbing off anymore. Um, I like butcher paper. I'm just a huge fan of butcher paper. I think yep. butcher paper is phenomenal. Um, the cookbook actually has a new method, which is um, butcher paper and foil. The boating method. Yeah. yeah. So um, I just, I just like butcher paper and then I bump that temp up to 275. And um, you know, I find even my traditional brisket cooks, you know, I'm only right around 10 to 12 hours. Um, you know, it's that first part is really key getting the smoke flavor, but yeah. it's such a big piece of meat. I mean, 275 to 325 near the end, it's not going to change too much. No. It's still going to be moist. It's still going to be delicious. I agree. Nothing wrong with cooking a brisket at 180, but I tell people, I'm like, if you really want to cook a brisket 16, 17 hours, you can, but no, thank I mean, you. you can eat sooner. <laughs> yep. I've never, sure. I've never cooked a brisket longer than 12 hours personally. And I've, I cook, you know, 12 at once sometimes for my catering jobs or at least. Yeah. So, and then I think the other thing that's important too is that size. It's just kind of like with Turkey. Like if you get an 18 pound Turkey, it's really big, but like it, you don't really get much more out of it. Like it's just with same kind of with brisket, like a 12 to 13 pound brisket's kind of that perfect size. Mm. Um, it's great. If you need bigger cook two briskets, you know, like when you start getting into the 19, 20 pound briskets, they're fun to cook, but I just think that 12 to 13 pound range is kind of that perfect brisket. It's kind of like lobster for us. A lot of lobster going around here, right? People like those one pound lobsters, right? Billy in the audience. They like those smaller ones because they're more sweeter. We got Billy the caterer in the audience right now. And I agree though, you do a lot of lobsters, right? So people would prefer a one to one and a half pound lobster versus a big three pounder. Because the meat is more tender and it's more sweeter. Kind of maybe something to that with the brisket rather than cooking a 20-pound. I mean, frankly, in all his briskets, I think are 10 to 12 pounds after they're cooked, something like that. Maybe even smaller from what I hear. Have you been there, by the way? I have, and I've met Aaron Franklin. Yeah, I mean, it's phenomenal. I, his, I mean, his barbecue is amazing. I mean, like, when you start getting into the Austin barbecue, I mean, you're really – you're really nitpicking. I mean, over small details, all that barbecue is like off the chains. I mean, it's so amazing. I think personally snows is the best barbecue. That's what they say. And she uses select briskets and wraps in foil. It's like, like how I've wrapped my briskets in foil and I hate the way they come out. I've even tightly wrapped them is so you preserve the bark. I always, always get a pot roasty taste from, from wrapped briskets maybe it's because it's prime and it's 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 the fat is or maybe the select is better when you're wrapping it for i don't know but i need to go try it that's 100 percent sure we need to go try that okay no i just yeah. said okay what the hell do you want from me blood what is happening give me come here give me the give me the finger go ahead come here don't you gotta do it, do it. I'm not please, I don't I got, yeah. I got nine. That more. might fit in there too. <laughs> That's anyway, it. I'm having back, snacks here before you guys get here. Every back, week. Back I'm to feed the you book. Both. Sorry. I, you know I I love tangents. Yeah, I understand. We talk, say brisket. I'm like that I'm like, like that yeah. I'm like that student you have in class with ADD. Brisket ADD. Yeah. <laughs> now the brisket. So here, this might be my ticket to a trigger. All right, Mrs. Mags is watching. Breakfast for dinner, Traeger casserole. Come on now, Adam. What? You're hitting right in the wheelhouse here. Breakfast is perfect for any time of the day, especially for dinner. It's just, it's just magical. Mm -hmm. I can agree. I can wrap my head around that for sure. But what I'm looking at right now is the bourbon chocolate. Pecan pie. I say pecan. Oh, I don't know you're, you you're running back. You're, you're I can't. Right to the end. I, I, it's yeah. just because I love dessert, like smoked desserts. I love desserts, but smoke. Did you take a bite out of that, Paige? What is that? It looks so good. Looks like you actually bit a. Pe- he's eating the book, Adam. Look, I'm not eating the book. He's That's eating a paper the damn. To mark he's, my spots here. <laughs> what? Now it, put it back before I get confused. He's eating the book. He's eating pages out of the goddamn book. This guy <laughs> <I> can't even. <laughs> 
Told you we should have fed him. <laughs> you should have brought a fucking Twinkie for the guy. Jesus oh. Christ. The pecan pie. So Back delicious. On track here. Come I want to know about that. Did you come yeah. up with that? Did your wife come up with that? Did you see it somewhere? Bourbon, chocolate, pecan pie sounds delicious. Yes, it does. Um, we saw a couple recipes and just kind of tweaked it for the grill, you know, kind of giving it um, that grill touch with the pecans before you um, put them in the pie and stuff and just giving it that nice touch. You know, again, it's just um, another thing people don't think about, you know, cooking on their grill. You know, they're like, they just think of it, you know, for the main course, but don't really think of it for those desserts. And you know, no need to turn on the oven. Um, you know, I always joke with my wife that our next house is not going to have an oven, but just a Traeger inside and a big industrial <laughs> vent. <laughs> big hood. <laughs> not a bad idea. Yeah. But That's yeah, I mean, really just again, idea. just taking those ideas and putting them out, you know, on the grill and, you know, because you can use your grill for everything. You know, why, why bother going inside? <laughs> oh, I for sure, for agree sure. agree with that. Now, there's one here that I've ne- never heard of, or it could be, you know, under a different name from the East Coast stuff. Can you tell me what the heck is a Dutch baby? <laughs> so that's that delicious pancake. So you basically yeah. make like a pancake batter, and then you put it in like a Dutch oven, Ooh. and you basically pour the batter in, and you bake it um, for a little bit longer, and you get this really nice fluffy delicious sweet pancake you can some people do savory but um, there's some breakfast places that use it for put like give you app warm apples with it and butter and powdered sugar yep um gonna give this guy a stroke over here in a second no i know it's delicious in in new england we have a a breakfast chain called bickford's and they have what is called the big apple and that's now, okay. Now I'm back on track. Now, no. yes, <laughs> I got it. I got it. Yeah, because like I didn't, I didn't know if it was more of like like a like a popover type thing, or you know, I, like I said, I just never heard the term Dutch baby, so that caught my attention. That, that'll stick in your head, the Dutch baby. I wonder if Dutch knows ever heard of that one himself. He'll answer in a minute. Dutch. <laughs> so, Adam, is is there one? You know, you got the, the chuck roast burnt ends, which is a underrated cook, mm-hmm. I must say. Chuck roast is underrated cut of meat, period. You know. You know what I mean? Especially with the burnt ends, they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Is there a particular recipe in this book that just stands out as, you know, your baby, so to speak? Um, beef ribs. I mean, beef ribs are definitely up there. I think also um, the tacos. I've gotten really big in like doing just a lot of tacos. Yeah. And really, just tacos are so fun because you can do so many flavors with them. There's so many possibilities. You know, we always have leftovers that can be used for tacos. And I mean, you can now uh, you can go Korean flavor. You can go traditional. You can go Greek. You know, you can go American style. You, there's just so there's just the world of possibility with tacos. So I just think. You know, those, the taco recipe, the Chikatinga tacos, I mean, it just stands out. It's, it's not too complicated, um, but it's something that will definitely keep, keep family and friends coming back. Oh, for sure. I think I saw a, a Baja fish taco in here somewhere, too. Is that yep. correct? Did I see that? Yeah, so that... you're using the heating up the oil on the grill and yep. frying on the grill. So, um, yeah, works out, works out great. You get some great fish tacos and stuff. I mean, Colorado and fish, it's a little hard to get <laughs> that's one thing we don't have a problem with here in the northeast <laughs> yeah most fish i get is sourced from the northeast which is funny enough but yeah right you got, you got baking candy in here like there you go baja fish tacos there's right the there. baja fish tacos absolutely gorgeous. you got baking candy or candied bacon essentially strips of bacon not like pork belly not like you know cut into like burn ends or anything like that so you got cancer so you make your own fresh bacon i take it um, I usually just buy the bacon. I I made it a few times, but I usually just I usually what? just buy it. Uh-oh. You do what? <laughs> I know I know how to make it though. I know how to make it. All right, just check it. Never doubted you for a minute, Adam. It's just easier to buy it. <laughs> well, there's some great. There's some really like that Kyle Sausage House near us. They make some and uh, Peabody makes. It's got some really thick hot bacon. So you can buy phenomenal bacon. You got to go to, I think, specialty butchers and get like the good stuff, not just the Smithfield and the, you know, supermarket or whatever. 
If you if you try Snake River Bacon, you'll be a convert real fast. They they got that bacon game dialed in. <laughs> Snake River Bacon on my checklist. Starting now. There you go. There you go. I love it. And Adam, one one of the recipe recipe slash section of the cookbook I personally would like to thank you for is the compound butter mm. section mm. and the picture that goes with it. Because you got the pictures of all the different mixtures, you know, the tide, Parmesan herb, maple cinnamon, which is, that sounds like a potty right there. Oh. Double smoke, oh. chipotle citrus, the spicy Bloody Mary. Come on. Dude, stop. You know, obvi- obviously, the, the compound butter is a big part of your cooking. Yeah, I mean, everything is better with butter. I mean, butter doesn't make anything worse it makes everything better um you know i mean if you have an amazing steak and then you do a little butter basting or you let that butter just melt over it you know you're just gonna take that steak or even fish you know just up a whole nother level double smoked butter double smoked butter yeah the shit you serious all right here i missed that whole page i didn't dude that thai butter look that looks like a slicer like chorizo or something look at that thing it's beautiful (laughs) oh my god do you cook with beef tallow at all um, a little bit, not too much, but I, okay. I've done some stuff and, you know, I've cooked a few fillets and some, uh, and some tallow and stuff. And it's definitely fun. I actually, um, I did a, tr- uh, turkey a couple Thanksgivings ago. I, I put uh, duck fat. No, it's not beef oh, tallow, but similar. Still I, I, amazing. I coated it in, I coated it in duck fat and then I rubbed it down. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. That tallow though. I, I, what I like about it is like reheating like brisket or beef cheeks or anything like that. I slice it and you cook it up in the frying pan. Just heat it up nice with some beef tallow instead of butter. It just brings that beef flavor and moisture right back into any uh, slice of brisket. Well, that's when McDonald's had the best French fries is when they cooked them in beef fat. Mm. Yep. Fact. Fact. I remember. I forgot about that. (laughs) All went downhill from there. Well, they're still pretty damn good. (laughs) (laughs) McDonald's does have the best fries. Oh, yeah. Out of all the chains, just saying. Dude, this book is amazing. Yeah, then, you know, the whole, the whole section here with the sauces, you know, barbecue sauces, kitchen sink barbecue sauce. And what, what also, another, another point, I'm sorry. To, um, on each recipe to the left, you know, you have the cooking time, your <clears> yield, <throat> the particular type of pellet suggestion. Ah, yes. You know, and then, you know, the, a technique. Like, I just happen to be on the cast iron scalloped potatoes. And, you know, outdoor oven, page 21. So you have the reference to go back to 21, and it gives that technique. You know what I mean? Yep. Which which is great. You know, a great reference. And the, the ingredients list right there, the equipment that you need. One stop, one stop right there in the recipe, which is beautiful. Because mm-hmm. all you... Just, just Some books are hard by. to reference Some back. Are. You lose your place and, you know... I'm not the best reader myself. I like videos. So an easy, user-friendly book for me is right up my alley. Oh, absolutely. You know, the kitchen sink barbecue sauce. I'm definitely giving that one a whirl. That's just, that's awesome. You know, I, I love all the sauces, but you got to have an Alabama white, the Asian style, which is killer. Look at that. Just look at that. The lobster. The I'm bo- sorry, but. I know. I just love yeah. it because you, you do with the lobster on the uh, grill grates. Is that what that is? Um, yeah, those were on the grill grates, yeah. So I um, split the tail, and then I pulled the Chrissy. meat out, put it on top. Zoom in on that. Oh. Pour butter Zoom over in it, on and this, then I put it on the grill at like 425 until it hits about 130, and call it good. I know yeah, some people get it to about 145, but I don't. Move the Look at that. Just look at that, how delicious yeah. that looks. See if we can get it even tighter. Get Let's in there, really Chrissy, get in there. That Ooh, is like... my goodness. I can't. I'm just like... I want to go pick up a lobster yeah, and do that right now. Lobster is from a New England company, Lobster Anywhere. Um, oh. They're an amazing company, and they ship like overnight all across the Those, U.S. I think they're out, of Glo- they're out of Gloucester, right? Those guys are I think so, yeah. yeah. I think they're out of Gloucester, yeah. They're, they're Which is 20 minutes from where I live, by the way. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. I go pick them right up. You know what I'm saying, Adam? Just pick them <laughs> right up in the back of the SUV. Can I help you? You need a better connection. I, I just go right to the docks and go, talk go right to, this to the one pier. And go, hey, hey, what do you got? 
Well, I know a lobster fisherman. Why don't I just go on the damn boat and get it myself? This is what I'm saying. I know two, three lobster fishermen. Oh, I lied. Maybe just two. His fish is getting this big. I know. This big. <laughs> Next week, he knows six fishermen. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh. Next week, he caught a great white. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Hey, I had one on the hook once. Oh, God. <laughs> Adam, the pain is real on my end, brother. I tell you. <laughs> Mike C. wants to know. Shut up. Mike C. wants to know, how long did it take to photograph the book? Um, so with the book, they, um, Page Street sent out Ken Goodman, um, who was actually on a barbecue team and he's, he lives in New York. Um, he's a trained chef and now he does food photography and, and, um, he does events too. And they sent him out. And I mean, it was just awesome experience to have him photograph it. I mean, I probably could have taken the pictures, but we wanted kind of a different view on, on our, on our food. We wanted it to kind of look a little bit different from the Instagram page and just kind of have a different spin to it. So Ken spent a week with us. Um, he came out Monday. We cooked every dish Monday through Saturday. We did um, sun up to sundown, cooked every dish in the book and a few extras. Um, and he took pictures of everything and it was just phenomenal and just super cool to watch him work his magic. Um, you know, you mentioned the cover. I mm. mean, I know how hard it is to cut up a chicken perfectly. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, he did that with his eyes closed, basically in like two seconds, like perfect, perfectly like butcher the chicken. It was like, he did it. Wow. No, your, yeah, your like, photographer did it. Yeah. That's badass. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, and it was so cool to watch because it was just like it was such an amazing talent. I mean, I've cut up a lot of chicken and I never can get it perfect like that. And it right. Was, right. Oh, it was just cool. a great experience to watch him work his magic and just capture the food and, um, you know, what he was looking for and stuff. And he knew, and he knows barbecue, which is great. Um, so, um, you're just able to really know what, what to, what parts the cook to get, what parts the cook not to get and what's important. Nice. That's nice. amazing. Go ahead, John. And if I'm not mistaken, the book came out last week, the 11th. It did. Yep. Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, now where can, where can everyone get the book? You know, the usual Barnes and Nobles and all that stuff. Amazon. Or? Where do we go? Um, Barnes and Noble should have it. Um, Amazon target, um, all the big places should have it. Um, Amazon, of course, is kind of the easiest. Um, some small local bookstores are carrying it. So, you know, definitely if you can, you know, you don't see it there, definitely ask your small local bookstore to get, get some copies and carry it. Um, there's some barbecue stores carrying it. Um, some Ace Hardwares are going to start carrying it, which oh, is nice. nice. Um, Will there be yeah, an audio book available? <laughs> I'm just saying it. I love audio books. You don't there's get the, the audio. You don't get the yet. pictures. I, don't know who I would have do the audio book. You do it. If I may, there's also a link. I've dropped in a link, <laughs> uh, as usual, in our description to Adam's website, which also he has on there the links to everywhere you can get the cookbook as awesome. well, and also check out his site too. And Thank uh, you, Chrissy. Lots of cool stuff there. Chrissy's great, isn't she? I was she? doing my research today. I may have gone on the website and had a look around. <laughs> Chrissy's <laughs> a wicked. Chrissy is a wicked creeper. In case you. Oh yeah, know. big time. That's her part of her job, though. So. Thanks, that's Chrissy. Right. That's, Actually, that's not really part of her job. She just does it because she's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love you, Chrissy. Pretty much. Aww. Adam, thank you so much, brother. Um, social media, where can everyone find you? Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, TikTok, all that good stuff. This you can cue, and, you know, I'm just always posting more stuff, and I just love to see what people are cooking, and... Always try and respond to people. So if people have questions, they can always shoot me a DM and happy to help people out. Amazing. Awesome. Awesome. But Adam, thank you so much for taking the time. We were, when, when Charlotte, whenever Charlotte emailed me and you of, of the couple, uh, couple guys with the books coming this year and we saw you on it, oh, it was like, perfect. Oh, my God. Greg's going to lose his mind. I was very that. happy. You know, I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a, I'm, oh, a, for sure. I'm a fan, dude. All right? So I was um, yeah. very excited, dude. Very yeah, but excited. guys, guys and girls, if you're interested, get your copy. This is incredible book. Boom. Lots of nice, easy, but delicious recipes for you. Yeah. You don't need a Traeger or a pellet. You don't have, yeah. You, don't you need, can do you it on anything, anything you want. But, you know, the flavor combinations, the ideas. Yep. Fantastic. Definitely a winner. A lot of, a lot of outside-the-box thinking on, on, in this book, which I really, really sure, like. For sure, for sure. But, Adam, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day. We appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Best of luck. This is definitely going to be a, 
a successful book for you. And uh, we can't wait for the next one. Sounds good. There might be another one. We'll see. All right. All right. Hang in there one second while we close this out. We'll be jump right back with you. Awesome. Wow. Fantastic. Amazing. I'm a little starstruck. I'm happy. Oh, absolutely. We, yeah. Like you said, we've been following, you know, individually and collectively on the different pages, yep. that, you know, for for a long time now. Yeah. So yep. it was... Huge inspiration. If you don't know who he is, check him out on Instagram. If you don't have Instagram, get Instagram just to check him out. It's going to be worth it. And he'll elevate your barbecue game between his IG account and the softback right here. For sure. That's it, baby. All right, brother. What's going on next week? Our brother Ian Hemming from CustomCuttingBoardsRS.com is joining us again. Creator of the brisket board. The brisket board. Or one of the brisket boards on the market. um, Freaking mass crusade. It's like three feet long. And he said he is shipping something tomorrow. We're the first two to get the new um, prototypes. The the prototypes of the new new board that's coming out. For a specific type of food that you eat more than... Very often, actually. Yeah. That's all we're going to say. That's it. We're just going to leave that out there, leave it to the imaginations, but so you'll have to tune in next week to yes. find out what kind of cutting board Ian is adding to the arsenal. So, well, that's it for this week, folks. I'd like to thank you all for joining us. Catch the audio wherever podcasts are found. Catch the video on Facebook and YouTube. On YouTube, hit that subscribe button and notification bell. You have all our episodes right there at your fingertips. Uh, all our social medias you can find in the endless list below. <laughs> Down there. It's pretty big. <laughs> yeah. Questions or comments, please send them to pitlifebbqpodcast at gmail.com. And like always, subscribe, like, rate, and review. Hit that share button. You guys and girls are absolutely fantastic. We love you all. Absolutely. Thank you, you know, so much for the continued support. Watching us every week. That's it. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Uncle Steve Shake. Get you some. Backline Fabrication. Backline Smokers. Hell yeah. And check out our awesome Facebook group, Pit Life Barbecue, and the New England Pitmasters. Look at that space. Before you take another bite out of the book, until next week, keep keep the the smoke smoke rolling. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.